welcome back to Screen Run. I'm your host, the Lady One, and I'm here with... Chris Galzo. Screen Run is the show where Chris and I cover the works of one particular artist each season, and this season is all Kevin Smith. Episode 6 is our first real journey outside the Viewisk universe with Jersey Girl. My fellow Flax and Spin Doctors. Salute. Oliver Trinke was on his way to the top till everything changed. Daddy really misses your mommy, kid. I miss it too, especially right now. Oh, shit. You're on your own with the kid today. What am I supposed to do with them? Try acting like a father. Hey, you're doing that wrong. Will someone please shut that girl up? You better shut up! Now his old life is over, and his new life is one he never expected. Can you run dirty dancing? I'll pick out something from the children's section. Those movies suck. Watch your language. Get dirty dancing. Miramax Films presents... What does yours look like? A film written and directed by Kevin Smith. What are your intentions with my daughter? Do you plan on marrying her? I don't know. A story about the challenges that face us. Daddy loved his old life, and he's missed it every day since he's been gone. And discovering the things that matter most. I'm going to be the best daddy in the world. When I look to the sky, something tells me you're... Jersey Girl. What are your intentions? Do you plan on marrying him? All right. So Jersey Girl came out in 2004 and is a story of widowed single dad, Ollie Trinke, played by Ben Affleck, trying to balance fatherhood, his career, and maybe a relationship. So Ben's character is our big time publicity guy in New York City, dating Gertrude, played by Jennifer Lopez, another New York City agent, but for authors. They fall in love, get married, get pregnant, and then Lopez's character dies in childbirth. Ollie Mourns goes back to work and has a super public meltdown where he trashes the entertainment media. And Will Smith, since part of this movie, is set in 1996, immediately pre-Independence Day. Ollie has to retreat to New Jersey, move in with his dad, George Carlin, and start his life over. He ends up mostly giving up on his New York City publicity dreams, but dedicates himself to becoming the best dad that he can to Gertie, who he names after his late wife. And seven years later, he meets Maya, played by Liv Tyler, who works at a video store and is working on her grad thesis about the relationship between the family man and pornography. Their relationship evolves. Ollie gets a chance to go back to New York before eventually learning he needs to put Gertie first, and he can be happy in New Jersey no matter what. So this mushy little family story. Uh, Chris, you saw this for the first time for this podcast. Is that right? It is indeed true, yes. Lucky you. Yes. (laughs) You made it this far without seeing this completely unremarkable family story wow that's harsh <laughs> you start right out of the gate huh yeah i'm i'm headed for it. it it is exactly what i mean it's just exactly what it sounds like in the trailer it's uh yeah do you th- it does it, it is very kind of generic and one of the notes i wrote down is like it's just <laughs> innocuous right i mean there's yeah. really nothing remarkable about no. it there's no, a couple, no. I think, good jokes. Maybe there's some nice moments, some few genuine mm-hmm. laughs. But for the most part, it's pretty run-of-the-mill kind of romantic yeah. comedy family drama type stuff, yeah. right? You can see there's little cracks and peaks of Smith's humor every now and then, mm-hmm. particularly my favorite joke in the film, which we'll talk about at the end. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it's, yeah, it's just standard fare. 
Yeah, it's pretty uh, average. How do you separate this from his work, right? So his whole deal for the most part, and maybe because of the poor reception and box office of this film, is focused in his little pocket universe with mm-hmm. uh, View Askew, right? And uh, the Jay and Silent Bobs and all of that stuff. Yeah. So do you think if he didn't have that, and maybe this is just what he made, are you? Would, can you separate that? Do you think you're... you're Opinion of the film is colored by your clerks, mall rats, your dogmas. Yeah, I mean, I'd say for me, this, I I think I'm able to separate it enough when we get to rankings, I can explain myself a little bit more, but I'm able to separate it enough from what else he's done Mm -hmm. to kind of judge it on its own. But I really think that anybody who was like, oh, Kevin Smith did another movie and Ben Affleck's in it again. Cool, I want to check this out. Any person who goes into it that way is like, the fuck is this movie what is this mush like it is it's not what you would expect if all you know is his past work it's exactly what you would expect if you see the trailer like Mm -hmm. it it was presented correctly and i think marketed correctly and obviously was a victim of the benefer explosion and then implosion yeah it was nobody wanted to see this movie because nobody wanted to see any more of them and the whole Gigli fiasco had happened the year before they yeah. actually pushed this movie back to kind of space it out a little bit more and like led with the fact that she dies to be like no 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 it's fine it's She's not about the two it. of them <laughs> um they did the very best they could but it's just it's such an you know average like rom-com with kids movie which is a whole like genre unto its own like what was that that Mark Wahlberg one with uh, Rose like, Byrne? In, yeah, like Instant Family or something like yeah. that. That's a thing. There's rom coms with kids is a thing, and uh, this is this is one of them. It's it's not bad. It's it's good for one of them. It's just uh, it's just one of them. It's a genre of movie I don't enjoy. Like I'm not I'm not going to seek it out ever. Yeah, I don't think you and I are the film's target audience, <laughs> which is fine. No, no, I I don't think we are. And actually, like thinking about this one, when we were, you know, getting to this through the series, I was like, I think this is going to be like the first one that we collectively have trouble really saying much about because it's so much about being a parent, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not. So that's true. <laughs> like, we I both have dogs, but yes, I'm a I'm proud dog mom. I've already scolded her once this morning, but. <laughs> I don't know. This film doesn't really speak to me because I don't understand what it's like to give up your whole life to make your kid happy. Like, right. shout out to my parents for doing so. I <laughs> really appreciate everything they've done for me. But like, I don't understand that feeling. So maybe it would resonate with me if I was a parent, but I'm not. So it doesn't. So it's yeah. just kind of average to me. Yeah. To answer my own question, I wonder too if if it's coloring me to be more positive about it because I am such a fan of Smith's work. Mm-hmm. And the people involved. I like Ben Affleck. You know, I don't have a real animosity towards Jennifer Lopez at all. I yeah. still absolutely love her and stuff like Out of Sight, which is a fantastic film, the Soderbergh film with Clooney. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, it's okay. It, it's for what it is and the genre film it is, I think it's very effective, right? Yeah. Totally. Uh, it's a step outside of his work. It's It has some warm and sweet moments. I will say, I think the. Her passing during childbirth is done exceptionally well and is mm-hmm. suitably devastating and, and work. Mm-hmm. And I think Affleck really sells that. 
Yeah. Uh, I think Kevin Smith does a good job of establishing the relationship between Affleck and Jennifer Lopez's character. I think it works and it's believable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some things that don't work as well. The reverse couch interrogation scene, which we hear at the end of that trailer. Yeah. Right? That just is, it's cringe, as the kids say nowadays, right? It's, <laughs> that one doesn't really work at all. Yeah. But And I'd also, I'll praise Raquel Castro. She's quite precocious. She's very mm-hmm. cute. And she's hamming it up a little bit in this film. <laughs> but for the most part, I think she's pretty solid. And George yeah. Carlin as well, I think, is quite good in this film. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on some of those performances? Yeah, the whole cast is great. Um, I Raquel Castro is completely adorable. She's too smart to be you know, six and a half or right. whatever. She's supposed to be six or seven. Like she's just straight up too smart for that. And like you said, the the reverse couch interrogation, like it worked the first time because she doesn't know what's happening, but like she's playing the whole thing. Like she knows this is a thing he's not allowed to do. She's going to like get one over on him now, but she's not smart enough. She's just she's a small child. She's in first grade. She doesn't know, like she can get the concept of blackmail. <laughs> But like mm-hmm. that was high level understanding. I just she really was too smart at times. It, it kind of bothered me. Like when she laughs at uh, Ollie, which never mind that everyone's name in this movie is stupid. Like I I hate the name Ollie Trinky. It's awful to me. Would you? But, I'm sure you saw where the Ollie came from, yeah, right? But why Trinky is just ugh, I don't know. It's just it, I don't I don't like it. But when he she asks her dad if cats is in the bible and he says it's in the satanic bible and she laughs like she's a a first grader in catholic school (laughs) does she know what the satanic bible is like she shouldn't laugh at that show joke she should just be like oh okay as if she's just learned about a new kind of bible like she should be or horrified she should just be accepting this like her laughing at that doesn't make sense like i i don't know it's just it's just a cute movie, but it's not. It's there's nothing exceptional about it. No, and there's some things that are just too saccharinely sweet. You know, it was like that time. So I stopped drinking soda years ago, and a while <laughs> back I had a Coke at this movie theater just to try it. Just poured a little bit in it, and yeah. I couldn't drink it because it was so sweet. And it's yeah. kind of what this film was at times. You know, Smith really weighs uh, into that kind of stuff, and it's just it's too much. I really think it's too much. There's also a scene too. When he uh, decides that he wants to go back to the city, uh-huh. right? And then he has a blow up with her. And he shouts some horrible stuff at her mm-hmm. that basically I think would traumatize her for the rest of her life. I mean, it is some truly dark stuff. And I just, part of me is like, is that maybe, is that parenting? Is that what parents do? I don't, my, maybe I've lived a charmed life. I've never had those moments with my parents. So I'm going to say I've had my mom scream a few terrible things at me in my life, but I know exactly when they happened, what she said, why she said it. It lives with me forever. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> like, there you go. So maybe, uh, Seems yeah, a bit much. like I, I kind of, I'm kind of torn on that. Cause I did like that. He just lost his shit with her because yeah. again, my parents have lost their shit with me, but like, you're right. Like that's something she's never going to forget. Her whole life and for it to just be like an apology later like i'm sorry daddy didn't mean it is like nah. but right. that's that's like a a really big thing in her life that she's gonna remember and i i 
And she's totally adorable and fun all up even through that point. She's upset because she doesn't want to leave her family behind. I'm sure what yeah. you did was horrible and deserved the <laughs> verbal abuse you received. So, yeah, I don't It's That just didn't sit right with me. But again, maybe it's like you said, I'm just a dog dad. So I don't know. Maybe I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. And there's a couple of other things too, like as far as like emotional moments not sitting well with me mm-hmm. is when after, you know, he has the blow up and he's talking to Maya um about the situation about him moving and she's like well i mean we're just friends right because they did sort of abandon any sense of the romantic relationship happening after they get caught in the shower the first time she is just around as a friend we don't see them going on dates anymore we don't we don't see any of that so she's right she's like yeah i mean like we're just friends what are you going to come back here and see me like no and then i was like yeah all right cool and then she goes in the back room and like breaks down i'm like no no i was so happy for her to be like nah dude it's fine like i got the same kind of angry i got at Alyssa being like how dare you you can't do that to me and then she goes back and kisses him and i'm like no you were right like the same same moment of like he had like his character say what i wanted to see that doesn't normally happen and then immediately undoes it and i'm like Maya, you are just hanging out. Like, that's all we've seen so far. Well, so, I think I her like delivery it. in that scene leads to believe that she does care more than she's letting on. The problem is that I, I, I agree with you that Smith doesn't do a good enough job of connecting them romantically yeah. throughout the, the rest of that film. It just, it, it totally does fall away. There's no reason for it to. Like, you could expect them to keep hanging out and pursuing something and maybe not rushing into it the way they were leaving the diner, but we don't see it. It's it's all about Ollie. Yeah. So I'm curious now. You do a great job of kind of bringing up some factoids and stuff about the film. So why don't you lay down some knowledge on us? What, what, have you, what were you able to find out? I saw, I read a couple things, but I'm sure you have a, some great stuff for us. Um, well, let me just start with our view askew connections because this okay. will be the shortest list probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so returning players, Ben Affleck from All the Things, George Carlin from Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and also from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Jason Biggs and Jennifer Schwalbach there, uh, Affleck's co-workers at the agency. Mm. Jason Lee and Matt Damon have like a quick cameo scene and... Um, Maya, like our original clerk Randall, works in a video store, and she is also not unlike Trish the Dish with her academic pursuits about sex. So she's a little Trish, she's a little Randall just by title, which as we know does not dictate behavior. And then a real stretch here is we get the crowd shot at the school of all the families watching the Sweeney Todd performance. That kind of reminded me of the crowd watching the dating show in Mallrats, the audience responding to Hooper X's breakdown at a... comic-con so i do love a good kevin smith blank-faced crowd reaction (laughs) so i did like that so those are kind of our uh connections here and then we had a close call with joey lauren adams being briefly however brief i don't know considered for the j-lo role but kevin smith thought it would be too much like chasing amy and wouldn't really work but we do get a reunion of sorts with Liv tyler playing ben affleck's love interest again after they did armageddon together that is true. And there were a couple Smith stalwarts in this film peppered in. Like mm-hmm. one of them was in the press, right? You had, you know, the, the uh, trainer from Clerks. Like yes. He was in there, Ernest O'Donnell. And, <laughs> and there's some other ones too that you just the eagle-eyed viewer will remember. I don't think Flanagan, I didn't see, Walt, did I see Walt Flanagan in this? I don't think we did. I didn't. Mm-mm. So 
I don't know. I think Steve Dave may have been in. I thought I saw Steve. I'm not sure. Either way, there were a couple <laughs> of those guys peppered in. And uh, from what I understand, too, wasn't Muse up for one of the parts at one point? But this he was really spiraling at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just one of those, like, I think, quote unquote, up for it was like dangled it in front of him as like a possible motivation. Like not maybe not so much like really on paper was up for it. Mm hmm. So how do you, might have been one of those. how do you, how impacted do you think this film's performance was by the JLo Ben Affleck, the Benefer, I guess thing, if you will? <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's completely squashed by it. I, I think people lump it in with Gili, which was. So you think it would have been more successful Ooh. if that hadn't, that relationship and then the celebrity power of it hadn't imploded? I think, I think there's, it's two sided. It's both people were tired of hearing about the two of them as a couple and then they were no longer a couple. So it was one of those, well, now you're, you're done. So we shouldn't have to look at you anymore. And then also the fact that their other movie that they're both in together was just a gigantic failure and is actually terrible. I've never seen like, it. Have you seen it? It's messed up. Like <laughs> it's uh it's not good. Like there, there's things that happen in it that are like, not just, bad but like they would never make that movie now oh really like, never make it Ugh, i it's it's yeah it's no good um fair enough <laughs> but but i think this movie gets unfairly kind of lumped in with with that one and also you know like i said they had broken up by this time and people were really really sick of them like mm -hmm. they did you know the whole barbara walters thing like talking about like their relationship like i don't know why we spent this time being so obsessed with them but like it the, the exhaustion took a toll like for sure yeah so how do you feel when will smith shows up for i understand initially they wanted bruce willis to be in this film that was what the yeah. role was written for but they couldn't get the deal done and they got smith again instead I should yeah say. yeah i mean the first time I saw it, so I first saw this movie not that long after it came out. It was aired on my college local TV channel as the their movie that was on for like a month straight. And they would just air the same movie 24-7. So I saw it a bunch of times because of that because it was just available. And the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, that's so cool because he's like so famous and he's in this. And like, I don't know. I, I thought it was a really cool kind of wink back to the beginning of the meltdown. And now when I watch it, I'm sort of like, Ugh, I don't, there's no way they'd leave Will Smith in the waiting room. Like they put him in the guy's office who he's there to see. Like his outfit is so hilariously 2004 and like, or three, four, like what he's wearing. Right. It's, it's so funny to me. But then also I'm like, I don't know. These two dudes are just like, they're so famous. I don't really want to hear them talk about like their family stuff. Like it's, it's the same thing as that. Like Benefer exhaustion is I'm like, Oh, I don't give a shit about you guys anymore. Like, stop it. Stop trying to humanize yourselves to me. Just take my money and just live your lives and just do it. <laughs> um, so it's, it's definitely something that my feelings on, uh, on the cameo have changed. I think it would have been way cooler if it was Bruce Willis though. Yeah, that would be interesting. I would like to have seen that. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I forget sometimes too, kind of how big kind of Affleck was for that window. Mm. You know, I think he's mostly cooled off for the most part now. I mean, he's still doing good work, but 
he seems to have really, you know, he was at the height in the late 90s, early aughts too, right? Yeah. Kind of like uh, Will Smith was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I also didn't really appreciate the uh, line about iRobot not being that good. I actually think it's a really good movie. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I like iRobot way better than I like Jersey Girl. That's true. I would agree with that. <laughs> I don't have any issues with that. But yeah, I mean, there's that run he had. He was in Daredevil, Geely, Paycheck, Surviving Christmas, Oof, Jersey Girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, Then Hollywood Land, Smoke and Aces. God, I don't like that. I know some people like that movie. I cannot stand that thing. Yeah, yeah it is not. He basically was in a downward spiral until the town. And yeah. then he had Argo. And then uh, he has actually quite good gone girl i don't know yeah. what this batman versus superman thing is i'll have to check that out <laughs> it's like an indie i've heard is it oh, okay. um, yeah i kind of feel like in this point in his career he was just in the throes of like whatever my agents tell me to do because i don't want to be responsible for these decisions i don't know it, it just kind of feels like he was just being told everything he needed to be doing mm -hmm. like like the early career was all the hustle and like whatever i need to do to make it work and then his late career is well i'm gonna direct some stuff and i'm gonna choose and i'm gonna you know make my own choices and my own decisions but i feel like the middle was just sort of like i mean I, it doesn't feel purposeful like his his choices don't feel like they're saying anything about a particular career path yeah he's just in a bunch of movies <laughs> that's true yeah Go only ahead. other note i haven't that we haven't gotten into is the cinematographer mm -hmm. there's like um i think it's on imdb where where kevin smith basically says like the cinematographer was just like screaming at him all the time but like the movie looks way better than it has any business looking because it's it doesn't look like a kevin smith movie at all it actually looks like a movie like yeah Exactly. Vilmos Zygmunt. Yeah, he said that basically he was an ordinary guy and everybody was miserable around him, but <laughs> he learned a lot about lighting and, you know, shot selection and stuff like that. So it's because initially Smith wanted everything to be kind of just close ups because it was a dialogue heavy film, like most yeah. of his movies are. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think it's interesting that this is like, quote unquote, a dialogue heavy film because I struggle to remember any of the lines from it. I, I no, nothing really. There's like a handful mm -hmm. of tiny little bits that really stand out to me. But otherwise, considering this is a movie that I watch like piecemeal for <laughs> roughly 30 days at one point in my life, like it was the only movie I was really watching for a while. Why don't I know every line? Because there, there's nothing really that exciting being said. Yeah, I was perusing some clips on YouTube about Smith too. Learn interviews and stuff because you know he does all those tours and things, yeah. and there's really not that much that comes up about this film either, right? It's just, I just don't. It just didn't see. It's more of a blip in his oeuvre. Uh, though granted, we do get other stuff later on that's outside of the view of skew universe. But <laughs> I remember one point you said like his his mother. Uh, this is his favorite film. His mother's favorite film that he's done, <laughs> and the the story on how he got Ben Affleck to do the film is pretty interesting. That uh, he that Affleck was talking to him like, why don't you write me something like Chasing Amy? I want that kind of role again. And mm -hmm. so he said, sure. Then they started writing. He started writing Jersey Girl, and then he met the Chapman, the director of Daredevil, and they were looking to film. And Smith recommended Affleck for the part. 
And like, oh, that's interesting. He goes, why Affleck? Because I'd put him in everything, right? Basically, if there was a Jaws 5, I'd, I'd cast <laughs> him to play Jaws. Like, he, he can do anything. Yeah. So they go back and forth, and Aff- he talks to Affleck, and he's like, should I take the role? And he tells him, yeah, go for it. And they're all set to start shooting this film, Jersey Girl. I think it was like in April or something. And he's writing it now in July. And they're getting closer to the date where they start shooting. He goes, well, I'm gonna do, I guess I'm going to do Daredevil. Um, and we're going to start shooting in April. And Smith's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, we're supposed to do Jersey Girl. You know, we're ready to go here. Yeah. And they go back and forth on it. And eventually Affleck acquiesces and says, all right, I'll, I'll talk about, see if I can push back Daredevil so we can do the film. He goes, that's fine. But you're going to have to work for even cheaper than you normally do. And eventually Smith tells his door and he says that, He's on the phone with him, and he's like, and eventually he can hear the grinds, you know, the gears working in his head. He goes, wait a minute, you, you haven't finished writing the script, have you? And so he's <laughs> like, nope, sucker. And then he hangs up the phone. <laughs> but it's a fun little story. But yeah, so it's it's still, though, outside, as, as the great over of Smith's work, yeah. clearly I feel respectfully that this is a, this is a minor submission uh, from what he's given us. Yeah. So it, it, supposedly there is, I don't know if this is true. There is an extended version. I've heard two hours and 20 minutes. I've also read three hours, which I can't right. begin because I know they cut out a lot of the JLo stuff, right? So yeah. there's supposedly a lot. She's supposedly in the first 45 minutes of the film originally. Yeah. So. Yeah. I heard there's like a wedding scene too. Yep. And they didn't want people to watch that happen. The speech he gives to the local town folks at the union is actually the whole thing is there instead of it just devolving into a montage. Mm. There's yeah. a bunch of little things. You know what? I feel like that. I'm I'm always all in favor of cutting stuff because, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like you can always kind of get to the point faster, she says, stumbling over her words. But <laughs> I think that that in particular really bugged me in the movie when he's giving what is supposed to be this inspirational like coming back to like what his true talent is speech and it just is a music uh playing over it and we're watching people be impressed and i'm like oh wait so you like couldn't even really show me you doing your work well (laughs) like it was um as as someone who has a some professional experience with communicating it was kind of a bummer for me to not see that actually happened. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like that was a little bit of a cop out. So the fact that it was even written and filmed, like it exists, was it just not convincing enough or was it a time issue? Because uh, if I don't see it, I get to assume maybe it wasn't that good. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> you could prove it to me. Uh, but yeah, there's not a lot of stuff out there to kind of go back. Like we've really, I think we've both been enjoying listening to a variety of commentaries on the past movies we've discussed so far on the show mm-hmm. um there's so much out there to listen to and like kevin smith really does enjoy like going back and diving back into stuff and telling the stories and you know now it's been long enough now we can like really tell you the story he's yep. he's that kind of guy who wants to get into it but there's just not a lot out there about this movie um i don't think he cares that much about it i uh I don't know if it's more he's stung by it. Though I think he maybe thought they were doing something really special, and it just fell flat. Yeah, maybe it's it's kind of a tough one for me to to look at because it's not one of those that oh we got caught up in what was all happening at the time and like it's actually really good. It's not good. It's it's okay. It's not bad either. It's just it really is 
just it's not his thing at all. Yeah. So it's it's not that he tried to do something different and he couldn't do it. He did something different and it just wasn't exceptional. So That's fair. It's uh yeah, it's man, it's incredible how many of his films are currently out of print. I'm assuming though that's due to the Merrimax stuff, the Weinstein yeah, and all I those issues. Yeah, I think we might have some issues there. <laughs> so do we have anything else or do we want to get into our our picks? I guess so, yeah. Let's just do this, man. So my favorite performance, I'm going to start there, is George Carlin. He's so great. He he knocks some sense into Ollie. He's a good grandpa. He's got funny drinking buddies. He's uh he's just great. I liked him. No, I agree with you. I think Carlin is the most consistent. I think he really nails this role. He able to bring some real kind of uh, emotion and heft to his performance when he has his interactions with Aflac as his son, mm-hmm. trying to kind of get him on the straight and narrow when it comes to taking care of the little girl. So yeah, he is, his was the most endearing and really heartfelt and I think honest performance in the film. I think Aflac has moments of being fantastic in this film. Yeah. And then other times it's just a little hammy. It's just a little, but I think part of it is just, he, I don't know if he gets outshined by Raquel, but the interaction of her just a overabundance of cuteness, and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's some of it just doesn't really work for me at all. So yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, I agree with you that I think uh, Carlin's your your man there. Yeah, I you know I'd be kind of interested to see. I, I obviously this is like an impossible thing to propose but how ben affleck would be in this movie now now that he has like four kids we can't we know. catch up with him now and gertie's a mom too and he's <laughs> he's grandpa like I, I, I think he could um i think he could perform better uh with having the experience you know like i said with like how i don't really get this movie because i don't get what it's about like it yeah. doesn't doesn't hit for me didn't hit for him either realistically he didn't know I think he probably has more range and depth now, too, as an actor, now that he's yeah, older. Definitely. I mean, I saw him in The Way Back, which is a dark film, but he is very, very good in that film. And I also want to say, too, in Ra- Raquel Castro, it was weird how he she looks like she would be their kid. Totally. I mean, that was some <laughs> good casting. From what I understand, Smith basically just held their photo up between a picture of J-Lo and Affleck. I'm like, yeah, that could yeah. be their kid. Yeah. And she does. She looks like she could be their offspring for sure. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Favorite reference. This movie is light on references yeah. as, a, as a Kevin Smith film. But I think for me, the, the obvious choice had to be when they're in the street sweeper and Gertie says to Ollie, punch it, Chewy. I just watched Empire Strike Back <laughs> like literally the night before I went and saw it huh. in the theater. Uh, the night before seeing this. So I was like, oh, I had, I had my Star Wars nostalgia goggles on and uh i liked that line nice how was it seeing that in the theater so cool (laughs) like i was very excited i'd never seen it anywhere outside of somebody's living room so that's a good point i don't think i i don't think i saw that in the theater i was even i was too young for that fair enough cool It Uh, it was cool my reference is probably and this is loose again too is just the fact that maya works in a video store (laughs) yeah I mean, there's really not much to go on with this, like we said. So I'm I'm reaching, but I'll go with that with that connection there. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is this is so hard. Was 
my favorite line. I struggled. I've watched this movie like two and a half times in in prep for for this. Um, and I that's a commitment. I know. I got. I am such a fucking professional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really like any of the lines from this movie, and so eventually I came to accept that my favorite line was a line from a scene that I didn't even feel like needed to be in it, which was the scene of Ollie and Gertie getting ready for the VMAs. And I don't feel, I felt like that scene felt out of place because we cut to him being at work in a different place, which we then serve the purpose of how they're balancing their new lives together in other things. We don't necessarily need that vignette that doesn't show us the VMAs. Where are my celeb cameos? I'm not getting any of it. But her crying and saying that she wants to be a coked out whore is just so cute and was was a true Kevin Smith line. Yeah, no, what that is pretty funny. That was a very good one. That's true. Yeah. That is that is a solid pick. That ends uh, up being my favorite. <laughs> mine though was the first time a joke about this subject from what I've read was made in a theatrically released film, and it's this one. Can we go see cats? Absolutely not. Why? Because cats was the second worst thing that ever happened in New York City. So this is the first <laughs> time there was a nine one nine eleven joke in a film. So uh ah. yeah. I just there's something I laughed out loud with that line while I was watching. <laughs> and I did laugh at the uh, coked out horror one too. I yeah. that was very, she did a good job delivering that one. But yep, that's yeah. mine. No, I I like it. Those are I think we have picked the best lines. Yep. I think we might actually know what we're doing here. <laughs> so there you go, you don't have to see the film. Yeah, no, we we've we've got it all covered here for you. Rating time, huh? Sure. All right. So I I'm I'm giving it a three. And yeah. I know that sounds Look like really you. generous considering all the complaining that I've done, but, but that's just cause it's not my kind of movie. Like mm. I don't want to watch rom-com with kids. I don't want to watch <laughs> some mush. I I'm not into it. It's not my thing, but I can, I can see good performances in it. I see mm. a cute as hell kid. It's a little bit different than your usual mush because it does kind of, like you said, handles like the emotional parts of it. Uh, like they're presented really well. It doesn't feel, I, I, I don't know. It, it It's done well. It's just not what I want to watch. It's not a movie I like, but if it's the kind of movie you like, I think you would like this. So That's fair. I think that this is not a Kevin Smith romantic comedy drama film. This is a no. film that happens to have been made by Kevin Smith. Yeah, right. it's there. There's just not that much that's unique about it. I think to warrant repeat viewings. No. I don't know if there's enough for you to really seek it out at this point either. It is currently available on HBO Max, which is where I watched it. Yeah, but it's it's okay. So I ended up giving it two and a half golden movies myself. Okay, that works. Yeah, it it's just a feel good family movie with a sudden tragic death of a parent. So it's basically a Disney cartoon. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. It's fine. Like, without any of the songs. <laughs> well, you get some Sweeney Todd in there. I did actually like that part. See? All right. Then. <laughs> yeah. And so glad that it wasn't Cats. That's true. <laughs> Have we done it all that I, fast? Did I, we do this? Hey, it's a, it's, a, it's a tight 30, 40 minutes this week, folks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you can get, now you can get on with your day. Yes. 
So you can find Screen Run anywhere podcasts are found and listen to uh, our earlier episodes on the Viewisk universe. Please give us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can follow me on Twitter at the Lady Wan, that's W-A-N, and Chris is at C-G Scalzo. And you can find all of the stuff you need to know about the show by going to screenrun.fun, the best website there is. <laughs> I do enjoy how excited you get about that. It's the coolest. <laughs> Anything else? I'm good? I'm good. I think uh, we have tapped that Jersey girl well dry. Unfortunately, I think that. Uh... Wait, well, I gotta that? say, it's it's, <laughs> it's one film in this whole series that I haven't. Well, no, I haven't seen Yoga Hosers either. Yeah. Oh, we are we are driving straight into my like blank slate with these movies we are heading straight to a bunch of stuff i've never seen before so it's gonna get weird so uh, let's run it through have you seen you've seen clerks too that's next i've seen it once all right zach and miri never Ooh. i know cop out never red state never wow. all right tusk <laughs> nope and then i said yoga hoses which i haven't seen yeah i haven't seen it we've both seen the jay and silent bob reboot yeah all right. And then, oh, he's, uh, the next film is Kilroy Was Here. It's a comedy horror anthology film. Okay. Interesting. All right. We're in for it. Well, let's see how that turns out. Good times. All right, folks. He, he keeps making them. We'll keep talking about them. That's right. <laughs> the show will never end. Yeah. As long as he's making stuff, we'll just keep popping back into your feed. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time. All right, everybody, take care.